0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. Today, 60 Minutes exposes Ron DeSantis' pay-to-play vaccine distribution plan. Prosecutors are nearing a cooperation agreement with an oath keeper charged in the insurrection. Satellite images show a massive Russian military installation in the Arctic. Peter Navarro pushed the former guy's agencies toward COVID contracts to untested companies. Republicans will call for Matt Gaetz's resignation if he's indicted. And Georgia State Rep. Park Cannon says she's facing eight years in prison for two felony counts and biden's new effort to combat hunger i'm ag and i'm dana goldberg all right so this is an interesting news day um I, well, first of all, a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk with Andrew Torres about Representative Park Canyon. You remember the Georgia representative who was arrested for knocking on, on Kemp's totally, door? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, so we're going to talk about what she's, what charges she's facing. And they're ridiculous, by the way. They're totally overblown charges, as I'm sure everyone could have guessed. Uh, and then Andrew and I, this is Tuesday, so uh, Andrew and I will be on the Stereo app today at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, to answer all your questions that you have about Park Cannon or anything else, um, the, the Chauvin trial, anything that you're wondering, legal stuff, or you can you know ask us personal questions. I don't care. Whatever <laughs> you're into, uh, we'll be there. You can just go to Stereo.com slash Gill and set up your free account. Now, in the last 3 minutes, as I'm writing two shows and recording two shows today and trying to keep up on all the news, this comes across across my desk. Remember, you know, like the, we have the paper thing now,
2: Yep.
0: Wait, where's my paper? Here it is. Beep beep beep, beep 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 where things come physically across my desk. Remember yesterday when you reported on the story about Rhodes and the Oath Keepers and Yes uh, new indictment adding previously charged stones, guards Joshua James, uh, it's and Robert Minuta, etc., Uh, And then prosecutors identify an individual only as person 10. Yes. Uh, And all of these people exchanged calls. Um, Neither Rhodes nor person 10 have who have been public. Person 10 has not been publicly identified, has been charged or accused of wrongdoing. Right. And I said, maybe they're cooperating eh?" because these other eight Oath Keepers pled not guilty. Right. Right. But they don't have anything from person 10 or Rhodes or James, uh, or Manuta or James, right? Have not entered pleas. So, person 10, okay, remember that. Now, this in from Politico two seconds ago. Prosecutors indicate they're nearing cooperation with an oathkeeper charged in the capital assault. An inadvertently disclosed court filing on Monday indicated that prosecutors are in advanced negotiations about a potential guilty plea from a heavy metal guitarist and self described lifetime member of the oathkeepers who is one of more than 300 defendants charged in the Capitol insurrection. John Schaefer, front man of a band called Iced Earth, was arrested in Indiana in January on charges that he used bear spray to assault officers trying to prevent rioters from entering the buildings. The government's ongoing plea negotiations, quote, with this defendant, are the first and most advanced plea negotiations involving any of the over 300 Capitol rioter defendants. And that's uh, for prosecutors writing in a court filing that was supposed to be submitted under seal, but was printed on the public docket today. Well, whoopsie. So despite the request for sealing, the filing appeared on the court's public docket Monday afternoon, just hours prior ...to what had been a scheduled Tuesday hearing on whether Schaefer should continue to be detained. At the request of both sides, Hal put the hearing off until April 21st. The five-page filing describes good-faith efforts to cut a deal that would include cooperation from Schaefer. Though Schaefer's involvement with the broader Oath Keepers organization is unclear, the U.S. Attorney in Washington has charged a dozen members of the pro-Trump, anti-government paramilitary group with conspiring to stop Congress from doing its thing based on these debrief interviews. The parties are currently engaged in a good faith plea negotiations, including discussions about the possibility of entering into a cooperation plea agreement aimed at resolving the matter short of an indictment. Uh, Among the contemplated plea terms upon acceptance of a plea are that the defendants get the defendant gets to go home pending sentencing. So, I think person 10 is Mr. Schaefer.
2: That sounds like a fairly good guess at this point with the information you have in front of you. Because
0: yesterday I was like, I wonder if they're doing a plea thing. Today, bam, accidental sealed, unsealed filing on the court docket with this guy who is now cooperating. (laughs) Accidental. And the problem here is that is it going to make it harder to, I mean, is this going to hurt the case? Because now it's now the public knows. Right. That he's cooperating, and so maybe all these other people who who may or may not be remanded or released on bail could be destroying evidence or changing their story or whatever. I mean, they wanted to file it under seal. It's going to be interesting to see, but that is insane. Or this guy who's cooperating gets a lesser sentence, and they find out that he's
2: got a a plea deal, and then all these other guys are like, I want a plea deal. I'm
0: changing my plea. Yeah, yeah. That's the other wonder, too, is, hmm... Why was this sealed indictment or the sealed, you know, uh, court sealed, filing saying that they <laughs> yeah. might be cooperating posted on the public docket to Judge Beryl Howell? I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what Judge Beryl Howell says about it. We don't have any more information on this other than his name is John Schaefer. And then we know from yesterday's reporting that for James Manuda and two others have not entered pleas, including person 10. So this is it could be person 10 or it could be that other fourth person. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, that's going on in the news. Now, we do have other headlines to get to, so we should probably <laughs> we should probably do that. Uh, so let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Awesome. Hot notes. All right, lead story today. Other than that stuff we just heard, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced a COVID-19 vaccine distribution partnership with Publix grocery stores weeks after the company gave $100,000 to his super PAC... And that's according to uh, 60 Minutes, who reported that Sunday. And they were they were, got the information from campaign finance records. DeSantis and Publix deny any wrongdoing. Now, DeSantis has been criticized for directing vaccines towards wealthy communities, with some who benefited from the vaccine pop-ups also donating to the governor's politi- political action committee. And that's per Axios. Um, and that's a Tampa Bay reporter named Ben Montgomery. State Democratic leaders have asked the Department of Justice to investigate this. In the 60 Minutes program, highlighted reports of vaccine favoritism, is what it was called, with Florida's uh, poorer communities being left behind in the rollout, noting there's no Publix in Belgrand and Palm Beach County. State Democratic Rep. Omari Hardy told the show, you have lots of folks who don't have cars in the community and that it's a round trip of over two hours with 34 stops to the nearest Publix, 25 miles away. Before I could call the public health director, she would answer my calls. Uh, But now if I want to get my constituents' information about how to get the vaccine, I have to call a lobbyist from Publix? That makes no sense, Hardy added. They're not accountable to the public. 60 Minutes aired footage of CBS's Sharon Alfonsi confronting DeSantis at a press conference south of Orlando last month over the donation report, which DeSantis called wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Alfonsi narrated the Palm Beach County Commissioner, Melissa McKinley, and DeSantis never met with her about a Publix deal. It cut back to her exchange uh, with DeSantis, with Alfonsi saying, The criticism here is that is pay for play. It's pay for play, Governor. And DeSantis said, Fake, fake narrative, fake news, adding that he met with local officials to discuss the options. The donation... Uh, this hundred thousand dollar donation is the latest in a controversial po- uh, political spending by associates and beneficiaries of Publix. Because, as we know, Public, Publix heiress Julie Jenkins Fancelli donated about three hundred grand to the insurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the popular grocery chain employs two hundred twenty five thousand people and did uh, thirty eight point one billion in retail sales in twenty nineteen. That's per Montgomery and San Felice, the reporters note. Public said in a statement to CBS the irresponsible suggestion that there was a connection between campaign contributions made to DeSantis and our willingness to join other pharmacies supporting Florida's vaccine rollout is absolutely false and offensive. We are proud of our pharmacy associates for administering more than 1.5 million doses of vaccine to date and for joining other retailers in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee and Virginia to do our part to help our communities emerge from the pandemic. That's from the statement from Publix. Representatives for DeSantis, Publix, and CBS did not immediately respond to Axios for comment. And a senior advisor to the former guy pushed agency officials to secure huge COVID-19 contracts for politically connected and untested firms. And that's according to documents from an inquiry by the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Crisis Good old Pete Navarro, who served as a trade advisor to Trump, is one of the officials accused of pursuing haphazard and ineffective approaches to procurement and steering contracts to particular companies without adequate diligence or competition. <laughs> There are numerous examples outlined in the inquiry of how um, this Trump aide, Pete Navarro, played a significant role in rewarding multi million dollar deals to companies with connections to the White House. And that's from a ProPublica reporting. On one occasion, Navarro awarded a $96 million dollar deal My for God. respirators to a company with links to Trump. Uh, Airboss Defense Group is what it's called. Airboss. Uh, retired Army General Jack Keane, a Trump ally and paid consultant for ADG, sent a catalog of the company's items to Navarro on March 22, 2020. Keene had just been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Trump days earlier. Navarro and members of the White House Coronavirus Task Force had a phone call with representatives from ADG later that day. And a day after that call, ADG submitted a $96 million proposal to Navarro's team. He responded by telling the firm in an email that they would consider it done. The, the FEMA officials were quickly sent an invoice and pressured into signing the contract. Uh, on another occasion, the Trump aide pushed for an untested pharmaceutical company to sign a major deal to produce pharmaceutical ingredients and generic drugs. Navarro has made headlines in recent days for spreading baseless claims about COVID-19 and for railing against Dr. Fauci. During a Fox News interview with Rachel Campos Duffy, Navarro referred to Fauci as the father of the virus and he also called Fauci a sociopath and a liar who had nothing to do with the vaccine it
2: just it is unbelievable how far the spider web of grifting goes and all roads lead back to Donald
0: It's just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Yep, untested $96 million. That's just one example, too. My
2: God. Now, in other news that should scare the shit out of everybody, I'm kidding, but this is a little unsettling. Uh, Russia's amassing unprecedented military might in the Arctic and testing its newest weapons in a region freshly ice free due to the climate emergency. In a bid to secure its northern coast, and open up a key shipping route from Asia to Europe. This is really interesting. Climate crisis obviously goes far and wide and affects so much. Weapon experts and Western officials have expressed particular concern about one Russian, quote, superweapon, the Poseidon 2M39 torpedo. Development of the torpedo is moving fast with Russian President Putin requesting an update on a, quote, key stage of the test in February from his defense minister, Sergei Shogu with further tests planned uh, this year, according to multiple reports in state media. So this unmanned stealth torpedo is powered by a nuclear reactor (laughs) and intended by Russian designers to sneak past coastal defenses, like those of the United States on the sea floor. Uh, maybe we should have built a wall. So the device is intended to deliver a warhead of multiple megatons. This is according to Russian officials, causing radioactive waves that would render swaths of target coastline uninhabitable for decades... In November, Christopher Ford, then Assistant Secretary of State for International Security and Non-Proliferation, said the Poseidon is designed to, quote, inundate U.S. coastal cities with radioactive tsunamis. Now, I know this sounds like it's out of a weird movie. This is Russia. This is what they do. This is why we should not be friends with Putin. Just uh, FYI.
0: Yeah, and if you all remember, a year and a half or so ago, we reported this on The Beans. There was a, a mysterious uptick in radiation detected, and, and Putin had shut down several radio, like r- radioactive detection sites. And, and we could see that with our satellites. And, and we, we saw this surge, like there was an explosion, like there was a Chernobyl, right? And happening way up in the north. And I was like, huh, what the fuck are they doing? Um, why do they have a reactor? Why is it mobile? Why is it on a boat? Remember? I don't know if you remember. Um, I, I remember. I, I wasn't Yep, I wasn't here yet, but I keep talking because the story is enthralling. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do they have a—because, like, you know, in the, in the United States Navy, we have aircraft carriers and submarines with multiple nuclear reactors on them. And it looked like, from what people could tell at least, was that there was some sort of a reactor explosion, maybe because they're using that positive coefficient for reactivity we were talking about. Mm-hmm. On a on a boat, it was in the water. This sounds like it was what they were doing. They were testing this shit, or they fucked it up, or they, it was a it was a an experiment gone awry. I bet you they are connected. Uh, I need to tweet about that too because I, I'm I'm so sure that one has to do with the other because they were like, hmm, Putin's shut down. They were these little like. Uh, indicators like these little measure measurement things around mm-hmm. Russia that would measure the amount of radiation in the air and he shut a few of them down and was like, nothing's wrong. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. And I'm like, what the frick? And it was a boat. And I'm like, what a boat? This is it. I bet this is it. Uh, <laughs>
2: like the boat is glowing. What do you mean? There's nothing to see here. The blo- The boat's glowing. <laughs> uh,
0: so and and there's I didn't see anything about that previous reporting in this reporting. So I don't think anyone's made that connection yet. So I need to put that out there and make that connection. Watch Matta will do it tonight. probably matto will do it monday night and then tuesday you'll hear me say it and you'll go she copied matto it happens it happens a lot uh we record before matto just so everybody knows but uh, you know and here's the other thing putin uh has done it on monday today he signed a law allowing himself to hold on to power until 2036 this is a move that formalizes constitutional changes endorsed in last year's popular vote we reported on that as well, where he set it up so he could pave the way for himself to be president until he dies. The July 1st constitutional vote included a provision that reset Putin's previous terms, allowing him to run for the president two more times. A charge was rubber-stamped by the Kremlin-controlled legislature, and the relevant law signed by Putin was posted Monday on an official portal of legal information. He is 68 now. Um, he's been in power for more than two decades, longer than any other Kremlin leader since Stalin— said he would decide later whether to run again in 2024 run yeah run i know (laughs) 2024 (laughs) when his current six-year term ends and the devil's mermaid is back maria butina interviewed navalny in prison when she was a dick she was like this looks like a hotel this looks like a very comfortable place this is the same prison where magnitsky was beaten and tortured and murdered um, and now that, you know, her the, her cover is a honeypot for Republicans in the NRA is totally blown. She's right. now being used by Putin in the media, right? Because she, you know, so because he's got Veselnitskaya out doing the anti-Magnitsky Act stuff. And we've been reading about that. Maria Boutna comes here, does the NRA, fucks Paul Erickson. They sing Beauty and the Beast. He <laughs> he gets in trouble. <laughs> She is found guilty, but she's already been in jail for for more than her sentence was. So they called it time served. Let her right. go. She went back to Belarus. She was abducted, taken by by the Russians on her way to Belarus, on her way home. And uh, no, wait, that was Nastya Rybka. I'm sorry i can't keep my I can't keep my honeypot straight. But she went back. M- Maria Butina went back to Russia, a hero. But she can she can no longer be. Uh, an undercover, you know, whether she was a, a full-on Russian spy infiltrating the NRA and, and the, the RNC and their platform, which is what Paul Erickson was working on with Dearborn and Mashborn, Mashburn and Dearborn, sorry. Uh, we, you know, or whether she was kind of a, uh, trying to do it to win favor with the Russian government, like she was a rogue spy. Either way, her cover's blown, so she can't be a honeypot anymore. So now she's gotta work for the media. And um, also from Punchbowl News, this is interesting. If Matt Gates is indicted, and the charges include sex with a teenager, Republicans say they will call for Gates's resignation themselves. That's according to senior GOP lawmakers. They said they will not wait for Democrats to make that demand. They'll go first. Sorry, guess what, Mitch McConnell? We've already made the demand for Matt Gates to resign. Yeah, <laughs> it was you're a little so behind. <laughs> Turtles are
2: very slow. Tortoises are so slow in making decisions.
0: And I imagine this has to do with Kevin McCarthy, too, senior GOP lawmaker, because mm-hmm. they didn't name McCarthy or McConnell. But, you know, McCarthy, is, he, at first he was like, well, if he's indicted, we'll take him off the Judiciary Committee. Well, he, first he said if he was convicted, and then he changed it to indicted. Now now he's moving the posts again saying okay uh, if he's indicted we're going to we're going to expel him from 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 congress so we'll see we'll see what happens I
2: just don't even understand how this is a conversation to be had if you get indicted you go you lose your job you don't get to be in congress anymore why is this even an option
0: Well do you remember when I was telling you yesterday like and I was having some conversations with some people I'm like if he goes to prison he might not be able to vote Right and he, so because you know Nancy Pelosi could set up a, a rule that says you 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 can vote by proxy for COVID but not because you're in prison, brah. Yeah, no. You know, she, she could set up a House rule that says you can't vote by proxy in prison, so the the Republicans would lose a vote in the House, so it would behoove them to remove his fucking ass.
2: Oh my God, it just doesn't uh, the, the the conversation of you shouldn't be able to vote <laughs> on the Congress floor
0: if you're in prison is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I know, I know. Step back and take a look at it from a thirty thousand foot view i'm sorry are you asking if you can be a congress member and be a felon in prison because we were talking Mm -hmm. about collins and duncan hunter Mm -hmm. you know who were indicted but remained a congressman for a while after that indeed so anyway here we are and some democrats are calling for an ethics committee inquiry into whether gates showed pictures of naked women to other members on the house floor or anywhere else for that matter
2: my god so gross so gross i still don't understand how anyone would sleep with him uh, and I said that and everyone was like, money and drugs were involved. That's the only way yeah, that makes sense. Um, our ending story isn't isn't necessarily the good news portion. But this is very, very important with more than one in 10 households reporting that they lack enough to eat. The Biden administration is accelerating a vast campaign of hunger relief that will temporarily increase assistance by 10s of billions of dollars and set the stage for what officials envision as lasting expansion of the aid. That is the good news part of that. The effort is to rush more food assistance to more people uh, is notable for both the scale of its ambition and the variety of its legislative and administrative actions. So the campaign has increased food stamps by more than a billion a month, provided needy children a dollar a day for snacks, expanded a produce allowance for pregnant women and children, and authorized the largest children's summer feeding program in history. So what starts as bad news ends as the Biden administration doing what they should be doing. And that is fantastic. Yeah.
0: And did you get this breaking news about Hutchinson? Uh, No, tell me. Dude, okay. Hutchinson, Asa Hutchinson, has vetoed HB 1570. Yes, 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 I did. That's the bill banning medical treatment for transgender children. Hutchinson says the bill was overbroad, restricted people's decisions, and sent a message about Arkansas he didn't want to send. At the same time, he noted that the legislature can still make an override by a simple majority. Seems like a weird thing to say. Agreed. Uh... Notable Hutchinson said specifically he wants transgender people in the state to know they're loved, albeit in an answer defending his signing of the other two pieces of legislation that subject trans people to different treatment. HB fifteen seventy passed overwhelmingly in both chambers. So unless one chamber decides not to override, meaning a ton of lawmakers change their votes in light of Hutchinson's veto, it could still become law. And it's just weird that Hutchinson was like, "This isn't the message we want to send." Though, hey, you know, nudge nudge, wink wink, you can still override this veto if you want to. Absolutely ridiculous. We'll see what happens, but it was vetoed. That uh, seemed like a. It seems like a it empty.
2: Surprised me, but I do believe it might be an empty, yeah, an empty yeah. action.
0: Um yeah. Anyway, uh, we will be right back with Andrew Torres, so everyone stick around.
1: After these messages we'll be right back.
0: Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Life will always be unpredictable and sometimes stressful, and it can get overwhelming. And when you face unexpected challenges, it's important to know you don't have to face them alone. So if you're dealing with anything preventing you from living your happiest life, I highly recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides professional counseling to help you navigate life's challenges. It's not a crisis line or a self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. As you know, I've had my own challenges with post-traumatic stress. I know how important it is to seek help rather than to try to take it on by yourself. And I love how convenient BetterHelp services are. Uh, It's available for clients worldwide, so you can log into your account anytime and send messages to your counselor, and you get timely, thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, too, so they make it easy and free to change your counselor if you want to. It's more affordable than traditional offline account and financial aids available. So visit their website and read testimonials like this one from BetterHelp user AM, who says, Jessica Frick is an excellent counselor. She's clear, caring, and professional. I've had several major breakthroughs in my mental health since having Jessica as a counselor. I highly recommend her. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Daily Everybody, welcome back. I am joined today by my co-host on the Clean Up on Isle 45 podcast. He also hosts the Opening Arguments podcast. He's a real-life lawyer and friend of mine. Please welcome Andrew Torres. Andrew, hello. Hi. How are you doing, A.G.? I am well. Thank you. I wanted to have you on because I know in just a few hours at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern, <laughs> you are going to join me on the Stereo app. And everyone, you can uh, create a little icon and, and do that for free and, and join the conversation. It's interactive. You can ask questions. Sing us songs, whatever you want. Uh, You can do that at Slash Allison Gill. Two L's and Allison, two L's and Gill. Make sure to follow me at Allison Gill and and follow (laughs) Andrew at Torres, T O R R E Z, so that uh, you can be informed if you so choose to have your notifications on when we go live. Because you also do stereo with. uh, with Thomas for opening arguments on Wednesdays, don't you? I do. It's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Yeah, those are some of the best conversations. And sometimes I get you to say, fuck. It's just, it's it's great. <laughs> um, and I wanted to talk to you today. I, I not only wanted to, you know, bring up our, our show, which comes out tomorrow, Clean Up on Aisle 45. I really encourage everyone to listen to and subscribe and give a rating to, because uh, we're going to have Adam Klassfeld on to discuss this bombshell scoop exclusive with oh, Lynn, about gosh. Lynn Wood. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, about Lynnwood. And so that's gonna uh, be on tomorrow. We've had Andy McCabe, Andrew Weissman. We've had some really great guests uh, in the past uh, few weeks here. We started it on Inauguration Day, and we're focused on cleaning up aisle 45, basically. <laughs> um, and I hope everybody takes a listen to that. But what I wanted to talk to you about today was the what I think is going to become an historic arrest Uh, of Georgia State Rep Park Cannon. She was arrested last week after she attempted to gain access. Well, she was knocking on the door of the office where Governor Brian Kemp was signing the the voter suppression bill into law. And um, she said this past Thursday, she feels that her actions were justified. She said, quote, I felt as if time was moving in slow motion. Um, My experience was painful, both physically and emotionally. But today I stand before you as as horrible that experience as as that experience was, I believe the governor signing into law the most comprehensive voter suppression bill in the country is a far more serious crime. Now, this is the first time Cannon spoke publicly about the incident since her arrest. Video of her knocking on the door uh, before being forcibly removed by police went viral on social media, which drew further attention. And I wanted to, the reason I wanted to have you on, Andrew, is because I wanted to talk about the charges she's facing. Uh, the Election Integrity Act of 2021 or Senate Bill 202 imposes new voter ID requirements for absentee ballots, limits the number of drop boxes. Uh, it, it limits the time for early voting and same day and, you know, same day voting. Uh, and, you know, they could possibly uh, al- allow the GOP officials, they take it out of the hands of Raffensburger and put it in the state legislature to decide ballot counts in Democratic strongholds. And So Cannon actually faces two felony charges now, she says, uh, from from last week's arrest, obstruction and preventing or disrupting a general assembly session. And that's according to the Fulton County Department of Public Safety website. Uh, and I wanted to ask you about these two charges and, and what they mean uh, at the state level.
1: Yeah, a lot to unpack here. Um, I, I If you'll forgive the plug uh, on this week's opening arguments, we're going to do a deep dive on the Friday episode into exactly what's in this Georgia voter suppression bill. So uh, if you're outraged and you want to know what it's all about, uh, definitely uh, be sure to check out that show. Um, you have you have exactly described uh, what happened uh, to Park Cannon. Um, the jury, the the, the, the jail records um, in Fulton County are public, so you can search them, which I did. Um, and so <laughs> there, there are two warrants out there. Uh, she was arrested on March 25th, released uh, on a signature bond. That is basically your own recognizance uh, later that day. Um, and she is charged. Uh, with two different criminal offenses the first is willful obstruction of law enforcement officers by the use of threats or of violence okay um which is a felony yeah it, 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 it and so um i don't want to be too much of a spoiler here but this feels a lot like overcharging like let, let me let me let me read you uh this I mean, is we all <laughs> watched this video yeah you know yeah she she, she knocked on the door um it says um a person who knowingly and willfully obstructs or hinders any law enforcement officer, right or prison guard, jailer, correctional officer, community supervisor blah 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 blah, right? shall be guilty of a misdemeanor. Okay? That is Title 16 Chapter 10 16-10-24. Um that is the the top line offense. Now, um, how does that get increased to a felony well it, you might say all right i could come up with a potential scenario in which she's knowingly and willfully obstructing a law enforcement official maybe it seems like a stretch to me
0: so even so you're saying even the misdemeanor Charge. Sounds like a stretch to you. I
1: mean, again, you know, we all we all watch the video. You know, you you tell me if you as a prosecutor before, you know, 12 ordinary citizens would be comfortable going forward saying, uh, you know, that that this five foot two hundred and fifteen pound woman uh, is willfully obstructing uh, a law enforcement official. I seems seems like a stretch to me now. B is. Whoever knowingly and willfully resists, obstructs or opposes any law enforcement official uh, by offering or doing violence to the person of such officer or legally authorized person shall be guilty of a felony and shall, upon a first conviction thereof, be punished by imprisonment for not less than one year or not more than five years. And then there's some subsequent uh, needless to say, she has no. Uh, criminal record there. Um, the, the subsection three is about, uh willfully throwing projecting or expelling human or animal blood urine feces vomitus or seminal fluid at such individual um so i i i don't know what kind of protests y- y'all have been getting in atlanta lately um but that that seems like a a kind of crazily specific section as far as i know uh, Well she was charged with the felony wasn't she She was charged with the felony which means not only do you have to show the obstruction right but you have to show, right, that the additional part that I read, right, that um, the the obstruction of a law enforcement officer in the lawful discharge of his or her official duties by offering or doing violence to the person of such officer or legally authorized person. Or throwing poo. Or, oh, yeah, right, the, the throwing poo stuff, which did, did not happen. So – I don't know. Again, it's listed as by use of threats or violence. Um, I certainly didn't see anything that, that that came close to that.
0: And what about the second charge here? The felony. What? Uh, let me see if I get it right. Felony preventing
1: or disrupting a general assembly session. Yeah. Um, and and this is 16-11-34.1. Preventing or disrupting general assembly sessions or other meetings of members. Uh, and it says it shall be unlawful. For any person recklessly or knowingly to commit any act which may reasonably be expected to prevent or disrupt a session or meeting of the Senate or House of Representatives, a joint session thereof, or any meeting or standing of the interim committee, commission or caucus of members thereof. Um, And that is, again, the top line offense there. You can increase it if you've done so with. Uh, explosive or incendiary devices, if you're obstructing the street, um, if you are hiding in the cloakroom or lobby, uh, which, by the way, she's authorized to be there, so that that, that wouldn't, you know, be, uh, if you refuse to leave the gallery. Um, and, uh, and again, this is very, very clear. Uh, H1, any person violating this code section for the first time shall be guilty of a misdemeanor. Right. So it is not a felony uh, to prevent or disrupt the General Assembly. Again, I think this charge is nonsense. Um, you, you would have to show uh, that she she knew she knowingly committed the act right like that. I don't think that's the hard part. But I, I certainly as as her defense attorney would say uh, it was not reasonably expected to prevent or disrupt any official business whatsoever. Right. Um, it, it, it did not in fact have that effect. Um, and, uh, and I think you could say like, there's, you know, there was, there was no way she was going to bring this thing to, you know, to a, to a halt herself. Um, and, and I don't know that a, that the governor signing a bill into law counts as the specific enumerated criteria at the end of a right so it says yeah i,
0: I have i have
1: questions <laughs> I, that there, th- I thought perhaps as you, you would say
0: there's a lot to unpack there yeah. uh
1: but i do need to take a quick break
0: will you stick with me sure all right everybody we'll be right back Hello, everyone. Is there anything keeping you up at night? Preventing restful, refreshing sleep. Could be your old mattress. And if so, it's time to give yourself an upgrade. This segment of the pod is brought to you by Helix Sleep. They solved my sleep issues and gave me restful nights again. It is seriously the most comfortable mattress I've ever had in my whole life. We all have trouble sleeping from time to time. I thought the past four years I wasn't sleeping because of the, the person in the White House. But as it turns out, I didn't have a mattress made specifically for me. See, Helix created a sleep quiz that takes two minutes to complete. And they use the answers to match your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. So if you like a mattress that's plush or firm or if you sleep on your side or your back or if you sleep really hot or you sleep cold, with Helix, there's a specific mattress to meet your unique tastes. I was matched with the Midnight, the Helix Midnight because I like my bed medium firm and I sleep on my side so it's perfect for me. But you don't have to take my word for it. Helix was actually awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com dailybeans take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10 your warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 sleeps risk-free. They will pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you definitely will. And Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's Helix H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $200 off. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with Andrew Torres uh, about the arrest of uh, Georgia Representative Park Cannon um, and here here's some of my questions you've gone through these two statutes and you gave us the, the misdemeanor uh for the the second one the obstruction of an assembly thing uh and the felony was if it were if it were explosive or there were street blockage or something like that and and what is the the sentencing spread on on that
1: felony so the way in which uh this Gets this 16 11 34.1. The way in which this rises to a felony, even if, even counting the explosives, is uh, if you have committed it three or more times. Right. So this is subsection H. Right. And, and I will tell you, although I can find no evidence that she has ever done this before it is listed right this is warrant number you can look this up yourself it is warrant number ew dash zero three two four three five four right it's super easy fulton county jail record search um it's listed in the parenthetical as third offense so what 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 are the is that one to five years as well it 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 is uh not less than one nor no, no more than three three that's where she's getting the eight right. years that's where she's getting the eight she's saying max f- of five on the on the uh on the first count right which is the the 16-10-24 uh the obstruction and max of three on the felony for preventing or disrupting the general assembly sessions um but but As far as I can tell, and again, uh, same jail records, uh, I I, I just searched for Park Cannon, right? And this is it that, that shows up, right? So I don't know why she was charged with a third offense other than... To, to call it a felony, I,
0: I know why. <laughs> I, th- I think we all know why. Well, um, so now we. I don't got... know why
1: she was legally charged with.
0: <laughs> yeah, so now we've got this super overcharged bullshit. Uh, clearly, I don't even think the misdemeanor uh, is the... because you were about to bring this up before we went to the break. Uh, obstructing some fellow, like at the assembly, they were at the governor's office. I don't, th- I don't know how this counts as a disruption of something or this in the state senate or legislature i don't see how or Cong- i don't see how th- that's this she was knocking on the on the governor's door
1: yeah and and y- you might want to say oh well the the senate is still acting until the governor signs it into law or that that i it, i you could make that kind of argument um but again um the the text of the law is really really clear it, it is that you you must uh commit your act and you must that act must by an, an objective third person must reasonably be expected to prevent or disrupt a session or a meeting of the Senate or House of Representatives,
0: and that yeah, and and so this wasn't a
1: session or meeting of the House of Representatives. No, they were done. They passed the bill
0: already. This was
1: a this was a signing.
0: And even if they were somehow able to legally extend it to be like the signing of the bill counts because it's still technically part of the House of Representatives until the bill is signed into law. But the, the you know then there's also the part of that sentence that says you have there's a reasonable expectation it would be disrupted. Uh, by her actions knocking on the door for example. Yeah. Uh and so I mean that's like eight hills you have to climb and then to add a third chart that has to be the strike 3 and you're out <laughs> yeah. for it to be a felony level uh just sort of I mean this these charges uh, I mean, if, if they blow my mind, but I'm not surprised if
1: you want to know why they are to use the legal term bullshit, um, the, the I, I, I read you that the second uh, felony charge is 16 dash 11 dash 34.1. Well, if you if you go up four lines in in the uh, in the actual book, right, you'll see 16 dash 11 dash Right. Because if you because as a listener, you might be sitting there thinking like, well, it's kind of weird that there's this special offense for disrupting a session of the legislature. But like uh, you can go harass the shit out of the governor as much as you want. <laughs>
0: yeah. Isn't there a specific one for in like disrupting the governor signing a bill or, or doing
1: his job? There, there isn't. But what there is, is there's a catch all provision. which is a person who recklessly or knowingly commits any act which may be reasonably be expected to prevent or disrupt. Right. Same language as before a lawful meeting, gathering or procession is guilty of a misdemeanor. Well, look, this was clearly designed. Right. You'd have to still say, you know, expected to, to prevent or disrupt. But this was clearly in respect of a lawful meeting. Right. So if you wanted to get it right, you could very easily charge her with 16 dash 11 dash 34. Right. Um, which they didn't do, which they did not do. And the only reason not to do that is because you want. Nothing but felonies on this criminal indictment.
0: Ah, uh, because there is no felony for that. Uh,
1: per- yep. Oh, yeah. You could do that. You could do that as much as you want, apparently in Georgia. So and it's just a misdemeanor. Yeah, you could. Yeah. So if
0: I if I disrupted any meeting or procession with a poofling, yep. for example,
1: yep. uh, still just a misdemeanor. Exactly. Exactly right. Mm. This. Please do not take protest advice from this podcast. But
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, <laughs> so there you go yeah okay and is there a provision that disallows someone from showing nude photos on the floor of the House of Representatives in georgia or is that just allowed in the united states Congress
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I i i'll <laughs> plead uh let's Let's have everyone listen to the A block of uh, of cleanup on aisle forty five on Wednesday morning. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, thanks for breaking these laws down. Uh, these, these are, this is clearly overcharged. Uh, it's clearly blown up. And now that you bring up that other potential misdemeanor that could have more reasonably, but still probably wouldn't get anywhere, been charged uh, because it, you know this this other one specifically says it has to be on the house floor. Uh, it just i think you're right they just wanted these to be felonies and it, it is a max of eight years but i'm assuming it kind of works like federal law apparently this is her third strike uh, so i don't know where you would how you would calculate that particular sentence but you you said you searched and you didn't see anything else but i'm assuming it's a lot like if it's your first offense it's going to be toward the bottom of the thing or it,
1: it, uh, if if she were convicted of Uh, The top line felony. And again, you you are correct. Georgia uses a sentencing table that is rather like the federal sentencing guidelines. Um, And what you do is you figure out what the top line offense is. It's assigned a crime severity level. And then that's the baseline range uh, for sentencing Um, for obstruction of officers. The felony. The baseline offense is level three, which is 20 to 32 months, right? So a year and eight months to uh, uh, two years and eight months. Uh, Now, look, she's not serving a day in in jail, but. Um, But but that that would be the range if she were convicted on the felony.
0: Yeah. And we were wondering where she came up with eight years. Well, now yeah. I think I know. I yeah. mean, that if five is the max on one, three is the max on other. And if they're maxing out on her felonies and, and improperly, why wouldn't they tell her a maxed out sentence? Uh, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. I have no doubt. I mean, look like this is. A, a, a and and I don't know if if representative Cannon has a a law background or not but y- yeah I mean in I am I have no doubt uh, that she was told this, uh, by, you know, by someone in connection with law enforcement, right? That just said max of five plus max of three. Oh, you're looking at eight years, right? Um, I, I, I will tell you that, uh, Representative Cannon has a, a GoFundMe for her legal defense. Um, it has, uh, it has raised about $80,000 to date. Um, you know, so it, she will have the resources, uh, to fight this nonsense. Um, and, uh, and good for her.
0: Yeah. Uh, good. And I, those photos, that video, I think that the, these are going to be pieces of history. I think we could walk by, we could walk through, through the Smithsonian and see, see her in there. Honestly, I really do.
1: I, 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 I don't think that's hyperbole. I, I, I agree with you.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Uh, I will talk to you later on today when we record Clean Up on Isle 45. I appreciate your time. Everybody check out Opening Arguments, Clean Up on Aisle 45. And, and thank you very much, Andrew Torres.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Everybody, we'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. It's AG for The Daily Beans. There's a few things I always like to keep with me no matter where I go. My phone, my keys, my wallet, and Best Fiends. Best Fiends is the top-rated mobile puzzle adventure game, and since I always have it with me, I'm never bored. You don't have to be a hardcore gamer to love this casual game, which is good, because I am definitely not a hardcore gamer. It's made for adults, but it's fun for everybody, unless you hate fun, uh, but I bet you like fun. And best of all, it, Best Fiends is a refreshing break from the daily in, you know, news and politics and everything that goes on, all the stress. It keeps my mind focused and active, though. It's not just passive relaxation. And it's a great stress. Reliever, it's part of my self-care routine. I can focus on character collection and leveling up, and uh, doing strategy, as uh, the old GW would say. And there's puzzles to engage my brain and have fun. So I keep active. My brain keeps active. And the best thing is it doesn't require the internet. So I can play it anywhere, anytime, and I don't have to worry about Wi-Fi access or using cell data. I've been playing for over a year now. Uh, and I love it. It's very peaceful. I love the beautiful visuals. It's the increasingly challenging puzzles. Uh, it's boredom's worst nightmare. There are literally thousands of levels to play and counting, plus tons of cute characters to collect. So if you never get tired of solving puzzles, good news, with Best Fiends, the fun never ends. Just don't blame me if you become slightly obsessed. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well- Oh, I'm excited for this good news. And uh, I think we have a correction. We've got some other stuff. If you have anything you want to send us, if you want to play What the Mutt with us or Heard Song Lyrics or if you want to start a new game, you have an idea, send it in. You can do all that at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And that's how you do that. Um... Dana, I really could use some good news today. I really could. There's going to be some great news. So we should, All right. yeah, let's get to it. Good. I do have good news. I got my second Pfizer vi- vaccine today. Yes. That is good news. Shot numero dose um, of the of the Fauci Ouchie today. And it was the same nurse who gave me my first dose, um, fellow Navy veteran. She was a corpsman in the Navy. And uh, that's she awesome. Was amazing. She remembered me. She was like, I did your first dose. And, um, That was very fun. That was very nice. All right. First up, we have an anonymous correction. Thank you for reminding us, listeners, that underage prostitutes don't exist. (laughs) You're welcome. And I'm sorry that I (laughs) said it. Also, it looks like the Sari Kim picture with her GPA was just a meme, but she did say that race is shit, though. It's at least somewhat encouraging to see a couple of Republicans pull their endorsements because of it. Keep up the good work. Here's a picture of the little monster taking over the baby's bassinet. Am I a bad uncle for letting the cat do that?
2: Uh, No, no, because that cat looks like it might (laughs) give you a nice little pop across the face. That's a big kitty (laughs) if if you don't. (laughs)
0: cute yeah um thank you for that correction i didn't know it was a meme but that's good to know i appreciate it (gasps) i'm sorry accidentally scrolled
2: (laughs) (laughs) i can't okay this is from james pronouncing him Okay, i got to rip through this because we got to get to the picture. Here's the latest good news about Cobalt, the mini Aussie, who I'm already in love with. She's out of her bright purple post-surgery bandage and doing well. We still have to watch her closely for a couple of weeks, but at that point, she should be back to 100% and ready to get back to her usual adventures. I've attached the very first picture of my partner holding Cobalt and the most recent one where they're both showing off their cancer surgery scars. Ugh, uh, Both were right forearm excisions, uh, done 40 years and four weeks of apart that is amazing the main difference was that cobalt's was a sarcoma in my partner's for her melanoma mm. the last picture is cobalt resting up as she heals cobalt is so freaking cute mm. puppy and as she gets older i love scars mm-hmm. i understand i'm so sorry that it's, that was a cancer scar being taken you know cancer being taken out i absolutely love scars i think they're badass mm-hmm
0: and I, I, I love these updates on Cobalt too. Me I remember too. the little cast and oh yeah, my my podcast had a sarcoma had to have, be removed. So this is such good news and what a cutie the the puppy picture is it's intolerable. It really is.
2: It's ridiculous It's intolerable. It's rude. Okay, everyone? It's just rude.
0: <laughs> it's just rude. The cuteness is killing me. Stop it. Uh, next up from Alexis, pronoun she and her. I have a misheard lyric from When You Come Undone by Duran Duran. The line is, can't ever keep from falling apart at the seams. I would hear, can't ever keep a hold of my heart emphysema. Mm-hmm. I blame lousy hearing and crappy 80s speakers for my boombox. Uh, a boombox my father would repeatedly fix instead of buying me a new one. Touching <laughs> kitty pics. Oh
2: my god! That
0: my husband took. Look at this babies. Look at, uh, oh my okay. god! Look at the oh, last picture. They're cuddled. That is
2: love right there. Oh that's my so goodness! So adorable
0: little babies.
2: Thank you so so much for that. Um, A.G., if it's okay with you, I'll take the next two. The next three are pretty short, so we can take it from there.
0: Yep, take the next two.
2: All right. This is Stephanie. Pronoun she and her. Hello beans queens great news my dad got his first shot my mom is getting her second shot this sunday it brought me tears thinking about how lucky i am to have shots in my parents arms i'm in phase two would allow to start the process of my own vaccination in pennsylvania starting april 19th i'm looking forward to better days ahead you ladies keep me sane thank you i don't have a pod pet tax but i can tell you i basically live in a kennel as all my neighbors have dogs (laughs) one starts barking and then it's a dynamo a domino effect it's a nice yep. way to start the morning.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I know the domino effect. We have that here in our neighborhood as well. Hilarious.
2: And from Jason, no pronouns given, my mistaken lyrics moment came when I realized Pink Floyd's wish you were here lyrics were not Did you exchange a walk on part of the wall for a leaf blown in a cage? <laughs> <laughs> Did you exchange a walk-on, walk-on part, part of the wall for a leaf, blown a leaf blown in, a in a cage
0: instead of a walk-on part in the war for a lead role in a cage? Amazing. I love it. Did
2: they get you to sing?
0: And he says Catch it was you. it was a good twenty-five years before I realized
2: <laughs> that the real lyric hit much harder. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious! Thanks for <laughs> oh
0: that's so funny jason that's yeah yeah i could see how that just didn't have doesn't have the same punch (laughs) (laughs) with the leaf blown in a cage um
2: we got a correction not a correction we got a clarification from yesterday oh
0: from jonathan pronouns he and him Mm-hmm. you are the bomb thank you follow up on my cat's name it's pronounced dole like the fruit company he was named after dole the burrowing horror from hp lovecraft i should have known that not d hole come on ag when he rescued us at spca we brought him to his new forever home and he jumped on my son's bed and immediately burrowed under the covers sometimes however he can act like an actual d hole <laughs> <laughs> i love the vicarious joy you bring with your good news segment oh, my <laughs> are we going with dick hole what's d uh,
2: you know i think it be douche hole, dick hole. I didn't
0: even know what it was supposed to be I just was like is that D-hole I can't That's even believe so, I missed so the HP funny. Lovecraft reference shame oh. on me Oh, my God. There's one more. Take it away. Let's see. It's Katie from Kentucky. Pronouns she and her. Hi, y'all. In mid-February, my Republican sister and I got the call that our mother, who was in assisted living, had declined. Hospice was called in and we were allowed compassionate visits. We never spoke politics and worked together taking care of mom. March 2nd, mom passed. My entire family hadn't spoken to me in over a year because of my Facebook remarks about individual one. Standing strong on my morals, basic ability to think for myself, and my gut feeling that what I've read and followed all the way back to the kitchen days, I'm proven right most of the time. I have been very vocal about my disdain for the former guy. During the whole process of the funeral, etc., my family was kind. I guess it's just going to be one of those things where time will show the truth. I keep waiting for that moment that will wake them all up. I still hold out hope, but will not force my facts in their face. It's sad. I rely on you to keep my chin up and laugh so hard that I pee. (laughs) I wanted to thank you for all of my, for being my woke family. I feel like I am the only one who sees through all the bullshit until I turn on my beans. Y'all affirm I'm not crazy. Damn, justice is slower than molasses. Pet pick for y'all. How many golden doodles do you count? Oh my goodness. Two. Three. Three
2: in the first picture? Yes. I mean, there's a very large paw on the left. Oh, wait, that's a head facing that way. I count two.
0: One. There's a nose right there, though. There's one nose, and there's
2: a nose at the front of the couch. Do you see a third? Where's the third one? There's
0: a nose in the middle. Where? Do you see? Do you see the nose at the end of the tie? Uh, At the end of the necktie. The (gasps) necktie is pointing to a third nose. That's a nose. Yeah. Oh, look, answer three. Hilarious. Mm Mm-hmm. There they are.
2: One golden doodle. Ah, 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 yeah,
0: ah, ah. you should put that out on social media and tell people to find, you really should find all the golden doodles. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm so, so sorry about, um, your loss. That's really, really hard, especially when you feel like you don't have that family around you, but, um, we're here for you and thank you for sending this in. And these are beautiful animals. Thank you so much for sharing them. Um, even though it only looks like two. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well done three with the there. Good, Good hiding picture. All right, everyone, if you have anything you want to send to us, anything at all, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Uh, and we we so much appreciate it. And, uh, again, the tonight, uh, stereo with Andrew Torres. Thursday, I'm off. So um, there will be no stereo, but we'll be back on Tuesday and, and Thursday after that that's all i've got do you have anything you want to add Dan? no i don't
2: i'll see you all uh we'll, i'll be in your ears tomorrow no i mm-hmm. won't be in your ears tomorrow nope you're off tomorrow uh yes there's a, a no good reason it's hard to explain on the radio and the podcast <laughs> so
0: <laughs> just know that i'll miss you and i will be back the next day all right well thanks everybody please until tomorrow take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet and take care of your mental health i've been ag and i've been dg and them's the beans Hey, everybody. Do not miss our Daily Beans After Party on the Stereo app. We'll be going live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Dana and I want to hear from you. Our last stereo show went a little bit like this.
1: What about you, ladies? What are your favorite nonsensical songs? The most weird, bizarre, silly stuff you can think of that you've heard through music. Thank you very much for all you do. Um, hope you're all well. Talk to you soon. Bye
2: Oh, my God. AGI. So I have an older gay brother. I don't know if that's relevant to the story, but I feel like it is because he had the B-52s on the record. So it was like, you know, we were into the has anybody seen a dog died dark, dark green sunglasses and a bonnet designer jeans with <laughs> appliques on? You're we like, what? Keeps the rain. Like, I'm like, how many drugs was that person on? Uh, nonsensical songs. You're so much better at this than I am. So you go first, because I bet you've already thought of one and I'll try and think of one
0: um my favorite nonsensical songs come from they might be giants for example oh yes boat of car is really good and then of course i'm going down to Cowtown. a cow's a friend to me lives beneath the ocean that's where i will be beneath the waves the waves and that's where i will be i'm gonna see the cow beneath the sea yeah there you go no. although were they
2: talk wait, was he whale watching is it really that obscure <laughs> you
0: won't answer any questions about their lyrics I, i've asked multiple times oh my god uh, the best i love i, lo- I love them their- oh go ahead go ahead the best i can get out of them is the explanation of uh, birdhouse in your soul which we already yeah. knew right right
2: um, not to put too fine a point on it say i'm the only
0: being your bonnet yeah, it's a the point of view. view. Uh song from the point of view of a a bluebird nightlight in the bathroom. Yeah. Yep.
2: yeah, I love that song. It's one of my favorite ones.